Welcome to Magic and Mayhem. Discover the secrets to creating magnificent books for kids and teens. With the Australian Writers' Centre, one of the world's leading centres for writing courses. My name's Valerie Koo. I'm founder of the Australian Writers' Centre and through this series, we're bringing you a curated group of wonderful authors who all specialise in writing for children. This week, we're talking to children's writer Shelley Unwin and I could not be more thrilled to bring this interview to you. As founder of the centre, we teach many students on the craft of writing and the steps they need to take to get published. I find it particularly rewarding when students take action. They act on what they've learnt, not just on bits and pieces of what they've learnt, but on all the valuable information and ideas our presenters impart during our courses. Shelley Unwin is one of those proactive people. Shelley is an author of children's picture books and her debut was the fabulous Your One series. She's also a graduate of the Australian Writers' Centre and we could not be more proud of her. When I spoke to Shelley, she was about to release Blast Off. Well, that's out now and the other book she mentions, There's a Baddie Running Through This Book, is due soon. Shelley is one of those interesting people who did not start off wanting to be a writer. The idea came to her, as you'll hear, like a bolt from the blue. But once she had the idea, she threw herself into it wholeheartedly. She did courses, workshops, attended events, read books, joined groups, everything she could do to ensure that she would succeed as a picture book writer. And she has. So let's have a listen to how she did it. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's lovely to be here. Now, Shelley, you've launched your first book. In fact, it's not only just one book, it's a series of books. Can you tell us, uh, for readers who haven't discovered um, your picture book series yet, what it's about? Yeah, so it's a book of um, five books all about age and number. So they are your one, your two, your three, your four, and your five. Um, So book one, your one is all about talking to the one-year-old and all the wonderful things in their world that are, are uh, that come in the number one, and your two, all about the things that come in number two. Um, so it And it builds. It starts really, really close and egocentric and deliciously about one tummy to tickle, one head to shake, and one little mouth for eating cake. And then it develops into sort of broader concepts as the age gets older. So by five, we look at five oceans and five vowels and um, bigger, bigger ideas for them to get their head around um, and it's all written in rhyme which is kind of beautiful to read too. It's such a great series now it uh, I, I just think they're beautiful and I just think they're so clever and they're so great to read what um this is your first published series of picture books yeah. or, or yeah. many books tell me what did you do before what was your uh, profession before you discovered the world of writing? Yes, well, so um, at university, I trained to be a teacher. Um, and then I traveled out to Australia and unfortunately couldn't stay teaching because I hadn't got enough years of experience um, to be sponsored as a teacher. Um, so I, because I was so keen to stay living here, um, I went into sales and into a recruitment role. Um, and I was in recruitment for about eight years, I think, um, before I then uh, had the children and settled down um, and became a stay-at-home mum. And then when did you think, oh, I might try my hand at writing? 
Yeah, it was. Um, so I had loved um, the aspect of, of reading children's literature whilst I was training to teach. But it was reading to my children um, at night. And actually read to them in utero. I was so keen to get going. Um, wow. We all Beatrix Potter. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, and but my, my daughter, my, so my eldest child was about three when the idea hit me that I wanted to have a go at writing. And I was reading a, um, a beautiful little book about Nincy Wincy Spider. And I suddenly went, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do. And my conviction was so absolute. It was incredible, really. And my dad was out from the UK at the time. And I sort of raced downstairs to say to him, Dad, I know what I want to do. I want to be a writer. And he went, oh, yes, I've got a few ideas. <laughs> and he'd never, he'd never mentioned to me that he'd written a few ideas before. So it was really intriguing to know that it obviously is a little bit in the family. Yes. But, yeah. Now, now you say that you had, when you had that light bulb moment, you had that real conviction that you knew that this was what you wanted to do. Had you not any had any hints or or any inkling before that or oh, interest? There, no, there really wasn't. I mean, I obviously did. I've always been very dedicated to reading to the kids and um, fondest childhood memories are my dad reading with. Um, funny voices as we went through all the Enid Blyton series and and those sort of books. So um, children's books, I was fond of them, but I hadn't at school, my school report, you know, in English, they used to say, um, needs to elaborate and um, develop her language and things. So there was no, <laughs> there was no inkling early on that this was something that I was going to do. It, it really was sort of a, a, yeah, a light bulb moment out of the blue. Although I had had a job, a corporate job, um, doing environmental consulting where I'd had to write some documentation and I had really enjoyed uh, playing with the words and tweaking things. Um, so that was perhaps my first insight into, into the idea that I might like to play with words, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it really was a bit of a bolt from the blue. So after this bolt from the blue and you had this conviction, this is what I want to do. Did you, you know, these things can pass, you know, these inspired ideas. Yes. What what happened after that? Did that conviction really stay with you and and did you then decide I'm going to do whatever I can to make this happen? How yeah. did it all roll out? Okay. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I knew that I didn't know enough to really give it a good go without starting to educate myself. So um, as well as obviously borrowing widely from the library, um, I enrolled in a course actually at your uh, writer centre, the Australian Writer Centre, um, and did the, the writing picture books course, which was just such an amazing experience and gave me such a solid foundation. And there was enough feedback from that course, sort of from the tutor and the other um, people on the course to make me think that I might have something. Mm. Um, so that was enough to sort of motivate me to keep keep going and um, and look at honestly it became an absolute obsession really? <laughs> very quickly it was all I could think about and a friend who'd sort of um, inspired me at the beginning went oh, I'm not sure I should have encouraged you because we've never had lunch again since <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because the children were at, you know limited time frame in um, preschool at the time and so the minute I dropped them I would grab a coffee and race back to my laptop and chain myself to my desk and work at it as if it was any other sort of business you know as it, I'd put as much into it as if I was running a business that was already earning money and you know um, and I was accountable for my hours so I, I really did throw myself at it um, with complete conviction and I've 
and I never really wavered. I did sort of wonder whether I should be telling people that I was writing in case it never came to anything and that I'd end yes. up with egg on my face that I'd put all this time into something that came to nothing. But mm-hmm. I needed to, to own it. I needed, And also I was so excited. I wanted to tell people. Yes. Um, and so I did. And I think that also helps because then you kind of get like, there's no way back now. I've said that this is what I'm doing and so yes. I'm going to make it work. And um, and I just love it. I really do. That there isn't a day that I don't enjoy being at my computer playing with words. Wow. Now, when you say you change yourself to the desk and you didn't yeah. see your girlfriends for lunch anymore, what did you – because it takes a while to get published, right? Yeah. So when yeah. you did change yourself to the desk in your first throes of excitement when you discovered this world – what did you actually do? What were you actually writing? What what were you doing at the yes, desk? Yes, yes. So so um, so working on picture book manuscripts. Um, I also write um, young adult as well. Although I'm still in the development phase of that, I'm not ready to submit anything. And that um, obviously the word count and the time frame that goes into that is fairly huge. But yeah. with my with my picture books, I you know I have quite a few on the go at any given time, and so I just dip into whichever one I'm feeling inspired by and and play with it and tweak it and read it out loud to myself to see if the if the rhythm's flowing and the words are right and see what I can do to to make it better but also um I'm part of a couple of critique groups one in particular that's focused on picture books and so I'm also at that time was really heavily involved in critiquing other people's work um which was such a learning curve and also made me realize a lot about myself and my own writing. So I developed um, a lot because of of looking critically at other people's um, work. So, you know, the day would involve looking at other people's work. And I also joined um, a forum where you had to submit a manuscript every month and you got Mm -hmm. feedback um, for that. So there was um, deadlines there that, that helped sort of make you make a manuscript as good as it could be by a certain time and um and then lots of reading and courses <laughs> yes because yeah. after you did the course writing picture books you then did the course at the Australian Writers Centre um writing books for children and young adults yeah so when did you know when you had your epiphany <laughs> yes that you wanted to write picture books and books for young adults or did you just think I want to be a writer and didn't really matter what kind of writing what did yeah. you think? I think I, I I was thinking picture books. That was that was what I absolutely loved at the time. The um, digression into young adult was happened at six a.m. on a really rainy day, <laughs> and I just said to my husband, "Quick, get me my laptop. I want to write. I've got an idea." Um, and I actually thought it would be middle grade when I started to write it, uh-huh. and it developed into a much more sinister plot. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so uh, and that was so much fun, so much fun to write. You really do have bolts, of, bolts of lightning, don't you? I do, don't <laughs> I? Life, yes, yes. And, and I wouldn't say I'm like a hugely spontaneous. I'm not unspontaneous, <laughs> but I am not hugely spontaneous. But in the world of writing, everything has just hit me from the blue. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So and excited. So, why did you do the courses? Um. Oh, because. Um, I hadn't done, you know, any sort of degree in literature or um, I didn't feel like I, well, I, I think I had insight into the fact that everything was a lot more complicated than it seems. When you read a really good picture book, for example, you really, it seems like it's so easy to do. Um, 
but I had an inkling it wasn't and that there was a lot more to to it behind the scenes that you needed to know to actually do it well. And so, so I wanted to educate myself and give myself a good foundation to get going with. Um, and yeah, I was really happy and it really is often you go into things and you don't know what you don't know. And it's only when you start to do a course or speak to experts that you, um, and there are so many layers and the more years you're at it, the more you uncover and then you forget that you've learned it. It's just then there, you know, to use. But uh, yeah, I was, I was very keen to do it right from the beginning. And I think that you could, it's very, it would be very easy to spend a huge amount of time um, writing and writing, you know, really beautiful stories, but that don't quite, hit the markers of publishable if you haven't really got that understanding of, of what makes successful picture books. Yes. Now, you're a member of some critique groups, which means they critique your stuff and you critique their stuff. How uh, valuable is that for you? Oh, it's my world. Um, it's incredible. And I don't, I really don't think that um, I would have, well, I don't know that it would have happened as quickly if I hadn't had the critique groups behind me to, to give me that feedback. Um, and, and also the to give you the staying power for when the publishing contract hasn't come yet, because, you know, it took three years and yeah. you think you're onto something, but you need you know you have your ups and downs and you get your rejection slips and and even if they're a warm you know we think it's lovely but it's not quite right for our list it's a real knockback and and if you don't have people who understand that you know mm. your family can be beautifully supported but they don't know how it feels to have a rejection when you really truly believed in something yes so so a critique group really um my critique group particularly they're my writing family they mm. They are the people that go, no, come on, get it out there again, send it to such yeah. and such and see what they think it's worth pursuing. Mm. So, um, And it's nice to be able to be that for other people too. And so just tell us, I mean, I know the story, but I'd love our listeners to hear the story of how this uh, series of books um, made its way to bookshelves. If you can kind of just give us the potted timeline, if you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, yeah. So as as all other things have happened with my writing, it was a bolt out of the blue. I was fast asleep in bed. <laughs> and um, it was only about 11.30. It wasn't super late, but I had been asleep. And I woke up, bolt upright, and the adrenaline through me was huge. And I woke, I woke my husband, I've got it. I know, I've got it. It's your five. And I told him what my ideas were. For, and it was book five that came to me first. And he's there going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So I wrote some notes into my iPhone and um, and sort of stayed sitting there for a little while and nothing else came. So I lay back down and then two minutes later, I sat bolt upright again. And so the, the story sort of came out in these little fits and starts. Every time I lay down, a bit more came. Oh, and um, and then so having written it, I just couldn't. I was like a cat on a hot tin roof for a couple of days until I could take <laughs> it to my critique group to get their feedback and see if they... <laughs> Thought it was as commercial, I guess, um, as as I did, because I'd written quite a few stories that had, had lovely feedback, but that were quiet. What editors tend to call quiet stories, that they're lovely, but there's not the hook for for people to want to reach for the shelf and buy if you're an unknown yes. author. So I was like, this is commercial. And um, and on my way back from one of the meetings with them, I was like, oh my goodness, it's a series. I've got to write your one, your two, your three, your four. And they all flowed beautifully onto the page. They wanted to be written. They were so willing to, you know, yes. to go on. And, and, it, and it was um, 
writing it for one-year-olds was so much fun thinking about what was really important at one and and then as it built up and thinking about three and you know the triceratops and your three-legged races and all the (laughs) gorgeous things in life that fascinate three-year-olds and and so on and the um I was in a very fortunate position. I had spent those three years going to lots of conferences and and networking with editors and having one-on-one consultations to get feedback. So I knew Mm. the industry fairly well and the the main people at the big publishing houses. So I was able to um, either email it to them directly or um, meet with them at a conference that was happening very soon after I'd had the idea to pitch Mm. it to them. Um, And the feedback was, you know, unanimously excited about it which was great um and I also then did a speed literary speed um it's not dating what is it literary it's, well, not, maybe it's, it's like speed dating <laughs> literary speed it? pitching session yes um, where I met my lovely agent Alex Adset and um and that was interesting in itself because I'd actually was pitching my young adult novel um and I'd done such a bad job of it I thought with <laughs> with one editor that I thought I really need to give this another go so I saw Alex there and I went and and pitched it to her and she was so lovely and encouraging and just I just got the sense that she was this beautiful person um and I said and I'd read her what she was looking for and she wasn't looking for picture books and I just sort of said you wouldn't be interested in hearing my pitch for my picture books would you and she said yeah yeah tell me and so I told her and she's like oh that sounds fantastic and so we then got into a conversation and after you know a couple of phone calls she agreed to represent me which was very exciting and the books went to um, a small auction there were a couple of um, publishing houses interested in it Um, so it was great to have an agent to manage that negotiation because I think I probably would have found it quite stressful if I hadn't had who really knew what they were doing walk me through it Um, (laughs) this is such a great story isn't it (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah and um and so Alan and Unwin were were really keen and sort of shared their vision for it with me and and then um that yeah we decided to go with them and it's been just so exciting since then to see Catherine Battersby the beautiful illustrator come on board and watch her bring it all to life with her amazing characters Mm-mm. oh in the books it's they're just um they're just so clever and they're so beautifully written but as you say they're also very commercial I mean I always have my commercial hat on as well because when you've bought your one for a Mm one-year-old chances are very high that the following year you're going to buy your two and then you're going to buy your three and and so on because so they're going to have a long shelf life now I know that you had you created a vision board for yourself yeah yeah Tell me I did. about that because I love this story too. Yeah, so um, I was just at a um, playgroup with with a friend who had a business and was creating her own vision board. We sat at the table where the kids just cut and stick, you know, from magazines and she's there. And I'm like, what are you up to? And she said, oh, I'm just creating a positive affirmation for myself. And I went, oh, I think I might do that. So I chopped up um, a, few, a few beautiful pictures of books and things and then I wrote um, a great publishing contract. So I was never, never aiming for just a publishing contract. Um, I wanted a great one. And I, um, I stuck it inside my, um, my tea cupboard because um, what, one of the things that I will do when I'm chained to my desk is have multiple, multiple cups of tea. And, um, and I thought, well, every time I go for a cup of tea, I shall just remind myself that this is what I'm aiming for. And I really visualized it. And um, I've had success in the past, actually, with, with just strongly believing in, this is what's going to be 
this is yes. what's happening in the future. Um, and it took a long, long time. And there are days, I'm sure, when I opened the cupboard and didn't even notice the vision board. Yes. But then there were days where I did, I would stand and look at it and go, yeah, this is what I'm aiming for. So, yeah. Did, did you have doubts? Did you have days that you just thought, I'm just kidding myself, this isn't going to happen? Yeah, little ones. But, do you know, I I had so much pleasure from writing mm. that that I would have, even if it had never amounted to anything, I think I would have stayed at it because it was like, unless my husband sort of said, you know, come on, seriously now, go and get a job. <laughs> mm. I was having too much fun to, to stop. And I think I would have perhaps um, deviated from picture books and done a little bit, had a go at some more sort of chapter books, early readers and middle grade, maybe if, um, if I really did keep hitting a dead end with the picture books. But I think they are my sweet spot. I think they're what I really enjoy. And I love the age of children that you're writing for, for picture books there. It's that magical time in life where they really believe. And you've got this sort of, you know, it's such a blessing to be able to write for them when they are so influenced and, you know, so in love with what you do. It's, yeah, gorgeous. Now, I understand also that you had this goal to be a published author before you turned 40. Is yes. that true? <laughs> yes. And look, I've done it by about 10 years. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, so I turned 40 in September, so I've scraped in by a couple of months. Well done. I think it just goes to show the power of positive thinking, the power of setting goals and the power of believing in yourself and reminding yourself that this is really possible. I think that's the whole thing. You need to believe that it's actually possible. So this series is, is gorgeous and it's been very successful in the short period of time that it's been out. Um, What's next for you what have you got planned like yeah, well it's all it's all happening I've got um another book with um that's coming out with Penguin Random House um in the middle of next year which is actually um a slightly non-fiction book it's called Blast Off and it takes um kids into space and it's really funny there's lots of humor in there but it also they learn about each planet just by accident as they go as they go around the solar system. Um, So I think with with this series, your one to your five, um, it's sneakily educational. There's a learning all about number without realising that that's what's happening. Um, And the bit of science, bit of geography and things in there as well. Um, With Blast Off, it's sneakily educational. They'll be, you know, giggling like crazy as they read the story, but they will also come away knowing a little bit about each planet, which is nice. And then... um, there's another book with Alan and Unwin uh, that's coming out later in 2018 that's called There's a Baddie Running Through This Book, and it's a really fun um, chase through the book. The, the child reads the book as if they're chasing the baddie through the book. Right. And that was that came about because of my son's obsession with one page of a library book that had a, a baddie <laughs> driving a van that had money falling out the back and a police car chasing after him, and he just wanted to go back to that page again and again. Can we see the baddie? Go back to the baddie. <laughs> Mummy, look at the baddie. And I thought, I'm going to write a book about a baddie. <laughs> so um, and that's full of prepositions did he go up or down through or around and things there's there's a sneaky bit of learning in there too um but so much fun and each each um each set of books is by illustrated by different illustrators and that's really fascinating to see um Ben Wood on Blast Off and he's 
absolutely hilarious so so funny and there are layers to his humor so um kids will see things on the third read that they didn't see on the first read which is really uh-huh. fun and then um, vivian toe for the buddy and um just starting to see her concepts come through now which just look absolutely beautiful so yes it's all oh my yeah very exciting. and we've just um oh no i better not say that i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say that <laughs> so <laughs> But there's, yeah, lots, lots in the works. Okay, so there's obviously something else happening as well, which is very, very exciting. It's like those two books already for 2018. It seems yeah. that you're unstoppable at the moment. So it's just all happened and I cannot be happier for you. So I'm so thrilled and congratulations on this debut series and I have no doubt that there are going to be many, many more to come. Thank you. And thanks for your support. It's been absolutely fantastic and so lovely to chat to you. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, a world leader in writing courses. If you'd love to create your own picture book, a popular five-week course in writing picture books will show you how. In less than a few hours a week, you'll discover what you need to know about point of view in a picture book, structure and pace, as well as language and rhythm, finding the right voice, working with illustrators, publishing options and much more. Complete it online for ultimate convenience and receive personalised tutor feedback on your writing. Find out more at writerscentre.com.au slash picturebooks. Over the course of this series, you'll hear from lots of different authors. We hear from author Tanya McCartney that she always knew that she wanted to write, but writing came as a bit of a surprise to Shelley. One thing they have in common is that they've worked hard at it. You'll probably hear me say this a lot, but people often assume that writing kids' books is easy. It isn't. Well, maybe for some really special people it is, but for everyone else, like me, (laughs) you have to prepare, research, network, connect, learn, learn, learn. Like any skill, you have to hone it. When Shelley decided she wanted to write picture books, she committed 100%. I get that for a lot of people that's not possible, maybe because you might need to fit your writing time around work or kids, family or sport or commitments and maybe even the occasional social life. But if you are committed, you'll find the time. Find the little gaps in your schedule that you can do things. And if you can do that, you will also find success. Really. You've been listening to Magic and Mayhem with the Australian Writers' Centre. For awesome writing tips and fantastic short story competitions and incredible courses that can can really make a difference in your writing, in person or online, then join our wonderful and friendly writing community. The best way is to go to writerscentre.com.au and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That's writerscentre.com.au.